almost didn't make it. I almost didn't make it, y'all. Open road with BTG. Apparently, as y'all can hear, on the road. Yeah, I just had too many obstacles between <laughs> between the Super Bowl game up until damn, technically, like right now, where I was trying to push this episode out. Uh, so much has gone on since the last episode, right? Since uh, since I last opened up the gym, you know, they traded my guy Russ down here in L.A. for some pieces. Pat Bev is gone. Um, spoke very highly of Thomas Bryant. He's gone. You know what I mean? So, and we got some pieces in return. You know, most importantly, I mean, I'm excited to see D'Lo back. You know what I mean? Second time around. Malik Beasley, solid. You know what I mean? Starting to put some some shooters around. So, you know, we got younger. You know what I'm saying? Some young blood over there, Hachibura. We got some young blood. So, now it's just a matter of putting the team together healthy, right? Um, That's going to be an obstacle right there. Because after Brown broke the record, which is another thing, I was wrong. Well, at least about when he was going to break it. Yeah, I was wrong on which game he was going to break it. A lot of people thought that he was going to break the record against, uh, or yeah, against Milwaukee at home, right? But you know, we were wrong. You know, he broke it against OKC. It was at the house. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think a lot of people, it, and it's weird how this works because a lot of people, and I can't just get, I can't really give you a number or, or even in a ballpark, but there was a large amount of people. And maybe because, maybe because Milwaukee was right there on the schedule, I think that a lot of people assume that the OKC game was away, right? Uh, but, you know, nonetheless, he was, what, 36 points away or something like that? And he broke it that night. I mean, the celebrities came out. It was a packed house, you know, um, and he did. And I, and I was glad I was a part of that history. So shout out to Brown for that. I was extremely proud to be a part of that history because the record was set or at least broken, or whatever the case may be, when I was two years old in 1984 by Kareem, right? I was two. So I have lived through both, through both of the number one scoring, all-time scoring leaders, which was, uh, which is dope, man, which is dope. I recorded it, but I was watching the television as I was recording it. And uh, I got that piece of history, man. It was something special. I even had prop bets that I had made up, like which shot will he have uh, to break the actual record? You know, I said it was going to be the tomahawk dunk or whatever. Just wanted to see if it's going to be like a little Disney type of ending where he put the tomahawk stamp on it. Uh, a lot of people know this Kareem face. Here's what a lot of people don't bring up. Kareem always looks like that. OK, if, if we going to sit up there and call Kareem a hater, then Kareem been hating his whole life. Dog. Like, that's, there's nothing different at this point. He's one of the older cats who actually been through a lot. You know, not just him, but the Bill Russells of the world, 
the Wilt Chamberlains of the world. You know, a, a lot of our black athletes, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali. Come on, you know the you know the group. You know the group. You know what I mean. So there was a, a, a there was a group of athletes, black athletes, and not just the ones that were just extremely famous that went through a lot back in the day. You know, and they often talk. They they've been talking about the comparison between uh, LeBron James struggles and through his career and Kareem's. Right, a lot of this shit isn't fair. You know, this is what we do. My boy Will brought up a point that we've always talked about probably here and there, but we never really took seriously. But he was like, dog, we're the only culture that really don't let none of our don't let none of our greats be greater than what they are. Like we cap it off. And I thought about that. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. We do that with hip hop. We do that with sports where. You know, this side goes with this side. This side goes with this player. This side goes with that player. And you could they they could never feel the full potential of being the number one person. And I and he was like, but when you look at you know white folks, he said white folks and their artists and their athletes, they're okay with crowning one person. And I said it. I agree and I disagree. They don't. They don't. They don't debate or argue outside like we do. You know, the whole concept of barbershop talk stems from us debating some of the random, weirdest, and some of the most familiar topics like basketball, football, baseball, and hip-hop. You know what I mean? So, and it's part of our culture. It's It's part of our DNA. I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing. I look at it like, I look at it like, we got so many greats that there can't not just be one. I will never hang my hat on just Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? I will never just hang my hat on whoever y'all consider the best uh, Tom Brady. Never, never. And, and the reason why is if you want to talk about the most rings, well, then that kind of, that kind of X's out MJ anyway, because there's another player who recently just got dethroned from all-time scoring list and has just as much hardware as he does, but they're tied at the rings. But he made it look flashier. He made it look special. He made it look different. So is that why he's supposed to be number one? Never. That'd never be my goal. You know what I mean? But I look at Kobe. Why? A lot of people are going to say, well, he can never be the GOAT either because he mimicked his game. First of all, Michael Jordan was the most basic to the point Basic move as flair. Don't get me wrong. Now, he may have had his flashes here and there. And the one thing that he can hang his hat on is the man had air time. He can hang in the air for a while. You know what I'm saying? And he will, he will, he will bully cats. But it wasn't nothing special that he brought to the table. He just did it more. He just did it more. And he did it more efficient. He did it more better. It was more polished. So what I, I don't I don't necessarily buy into that narrative that's well Kobe stole his game. I mean, of course, whoever you love growing up, you're gonna take some things away from him. But everything Jordan did was just textbook. Was was it not? That's not a that's not a dis that's no disrespectful because Kobe did the same thing. The only thing that he only difference between Kobe and Jordan was that it is two almost two different eras where Kobe was just a little just a little bit more flashier the way he scored a bit or whatever. 
MJ had some moments where he was flashy and stuff like that, but he was polarizing because whatever you consider textbook, that nigga knew how to do it. Which was the fadeaway, the mid-range, his layup package was nice or whatever. It wasn't nothing like spectacular, but let that nigga jump. It's over. It's over. Not too many cats can jump like MJ. It wasn't a lot of cats that was athletically gifted as MJ or whatever. But as far as shoot, I mean, there were shooters better. There was cats that could shoot better than Kobe, way better than LeBron, way better than Jordan or whatever. They just didn't have that it factor. And that's a whole nother story to break down the details. But the point is, is like we have multiple goals. We got multiple number one players, all time greats. And so, yeah, I can sense Kareem being a, 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 a human and just being like, damn. I, although I, I, I would think it's corny if he was really upset and bitter or whatever that his record got broken. I mean, the shit stood for 40 years. It stood for 40 years. I don't, I was born in 82. I was born in 82, man. And to, for the longest, and I'm talking about the longest, it's always been Kareem up there. So to see that change and knowing that Brian has I don't know. What I, I, no one can tell because nobody knew. No one figured Brady would play this long. He's officially retired this year in 2023, as of February, right? But nobody knew that he was going to play this long. You know what I mean? Same thing with Bron. I can. I, I would think Bron is in a much more healthier state than Tom Brady right now. You know, he takes care of his body very well, so. What I'm trying to say is I'm glad I was a part of history because this might not. I don't think this might happen. This is not going to happen. This might not happen again, at least in this lifetime. In this lifetime. Like, there, there might be a whole new world by the time this record is, is even considered being broke. Why? Because at this pace... You'll have to average at least 27 to 28 points your career for 20-plus years. I don't know how you're going to be able to do that, man. I'm not sure how you're going to be able to do that. That's rough. That's rough. That's a lot. That's a lot. But, again, shout-out to shout out to Bron for uh, breaking a record. And let's see what he's going to continue to do inside this Laker jersey, man. With the new team, like I said, I've already announced the the key players that we got to help turn this team over. Um, There's 20, just something over, what, 23, 24, 25 games, something like that left. And, you know, not too far from the the play-in spot, not too far from the AFC, to tell you the truth, but... It's one of those things where you have to start your winning streak, like, right now. It doesn't help that we just lost to Portland or whatever, but you have to start it now. You got it. This this last 25, you know, plus games, you got to have a winning record within this 25. You have to, you know. Um, I don't expect anything crazy. I don't expect for them to go on a 20-game you know, win streak or nothing like that. But 
And I think it's important that they at least get in the mix. I think once you get in the mix, that gives you more confidence to continue to play better and things like that. And then once we get into the playoffs, hey, it's do or die. It's do or die after that. It's, it's all, it's ahead of fade, you know? Uh, what has changed since then? Well, I mean, we got a little bit better, but let's talk about what changed the shape of the league within a couple of days, um, you know, before the Super Bowl. And that's literally, you know, the Brooklyn Nets decided to say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's blow this shit up. You know what I mean? Now, they got a cat over there by the name of Cam Thomas that's been set tripping for the past couple of games. Um, but that's cool. You know what I mean? And that's just to let y'all niggas know that be judging these NBA players sometimes that be on the bench, coming off the bench and things like that. No, not in any planet or any world will you be able to step on the court with these niggas that that's role players or bench players or whatever and think that you could beat them. No, them niggas is all world talents. They're just not getting the opportunity to play that much. Uh, CT is definitely showing that right now. Um, but Let's get back to it. Brooklyn Nets decided to blow some shit up. And boy, did they did they blow some shit up. KD went to Phoenix. Kyrie went to Dallas. How do we feel about that? Well, simple. I like I like the moves overall. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like it. It's, it's, it's intriguing. It's 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 a it's a capture of the story that 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 needs to be sold to the casual community and they bid it. They're running with it. The West is, quote-unquote, back at the top. There's only about three teams over there in the East, which I have stated. Uh, but the West is like, there's not there's not a team in the West where I'm like, we got to watch out for them. Even with Denver being like, you know, potentially the number one team in the West, definitely not scared of them. You know, the Sacramento Queens is ranked number three. And you got to give them some credit because their offense is phenomenal right now. But... I mean, if you if if y'all want to go down here to Vegas and put money on there, let, let me know. Send me the money, and then I'll send it. I'm not driving down here, but I'll send it to somebody that I know, and they can put money on Sacramento. If y'all feel confident about that, but nah, man. Um, looking at that Dallas roster, you know, will it be able to uphold through a seven game series? Same thing with Brooklyn, though. I mean, Brooklyn is just, they just got a gang of bench players, great quality bench players. A lot of teams can use that. I think I think Dallas can use some of that. I definitely think Phoenix can use some of that because they lost one of their key role players, uh, a couple of them, to tell you the truth. But, you know, you got a strong, you got a strong starting lineup with KD, Booker, CP3, and eight now, hear me and hear me well when I say this. Didn't I tell y'all that the, if there's any chance of CP3 ever winning the championship, it would be either him coming off the bench or him being a third option? Well, let's fast forward in 2023. And you were looking at CP3 as the third option on the Phoenix Suns. Now that KD has come down there. I think that's solid. I think that takes a lot of pressure off of CP3 to be the second option in scoring. Um, not to say that he can't do it. He can do it. He can still do it at his age. Um, but obviously it hasn't worked, right? So now with him just being the general, making sure cats be in their position, 
and him feeding him the rock, which he can do the best, their chances are looking good. Is it looking better than the year that they actually went to the finals? Nah, nah. Unless unless they get to the finals like they did the last time, which you know, key injuries to certain teams. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really see it much. Even with KD, even with KD, right now you're telling me, right now you're telling me that Brooklyn roster was not better than the Phoenix Suns roster. The Phoenix Suns don't still, they don't have their, and which at the time, Brooklyn, remember, the complaint about Brooklyn's roster is that they didn't really have any bench players like that. In the beginning, you know, when they had Harden, Kyrie, and Katie on the same team, they bench wasn't, you know, wasn't really like that, right? Since then, I mean, since then, they got all rid of three, but they've gotten rid of James Harden. You know what I mean? Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Your bench matters in the playoffs. But hopefully no injury, right? Hopefully no injuries. Um, yeah, and as far as Dallas, Kyrie, and Luka, that's probably going to be one of the most dangerous backcourts we ever witnessed in our lives. But where's the defense, though? That's the only thing. Like, they're going to come out firing. That firepower is about to be phenomenal. But where's the defense? It's just questions, questions and concerns, man. Uh, second half of the season's underway. The All-Star game is up next. I'm not really excited about that. I'm starting to look at the All-Star game like I'm starting to look at the Pro Bowl. You know, at one point, I think the last Pro Bowl I ended up watching was the last one Sean Taylor was in. And I and I can never say I was really a Pro Bowl fan, but I always had looked forward to it when I was younger because I love the All-Star version of it. You know, seeing the different helmets with the same jerseys and shit like that, I always thought that was dope. I always thought that was dope. Um, but it just didn't serve its purpose like the NBA did. And then since then, like, within the past decade or so, the All-Star game has been, we tolerate it at this point. You know, we don't have faith in the dunk contest like that anymore. The three-point has replaced the dunk contest as, you know, what we want to see more. They keep adding shit around it. I mean, they are involving celebrities and fans more, but it's just, it just doesn't hit like it used to. We just really don't. Um, but nonetheless, it's still going to happen. It's still going to take place. I'm pretty sure whichever city they go to, it's going to bring lots of money in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but that's about it with basketball for right now. You know, college will be taking over <laughs> come next month. Y'all know that's my favorite time to watch college basketball is definitely the tournament time. Um, but this season in college basketball, I can just t- give y'all a little bit of opinion on what I've been thinking about college basketball. There's not really a, um, there's not really a, a favorite in college basketball right now, but we'll get to that a little bit later, uh, in later episodes. Super Bowl Sunday. I had made sure I didn't 
accept any invites to any Super Bowl parties. As a matter of fact, you know, last minute grocery shopping on Super Bowl Sunday morning, running around a store, the local grocery store, trying to grab what I could get. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do some cooking, but it's not about to be. It's not about to be like something crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about the one thing I don't want to do is is cook for the Super Bowl and like overcook. Not about to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's not that many people that stay in my house. And and I did, definitely didn't invite anybody over, right? Um, at the end of the day, you know, I I was still set to 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 and prep to watch the game. Um, I did pick Philly. I did pick Philly. I picked Philly because uh, they have a great defense. They have a, a extremely solid franchise quarterback, um, and Jalen. Um, they got the receiver duo. The run, the run game is solid. A front eight is is crazy. I spoke about the defense. Front eight is crazy, or whatever. And um, it just seems like they would have had Casey's number. And early on, they actually did. I mean, if you take away Jalen Hurts' uh, fumble. Self-made fumble. That game could have been, it could have been something, it could have been lopsided, I, I believe. Up until then, you know, it was, it wasn't any stops. It wasn't really any stops, but they really wasn't stopping. They really wasn't stopping Philly. And KC missed a field goal. Don't forget, he missed a field goal. Let me get back to that. Um. But Philly actually had that game in their hands in the in the first quarter. They had it. They had it. Um, they end up fumbling that rock, you know, going into you know, and that and that and that changed it in a way because that kind of motivated the defense to stay on their shit. And that's the first time we see Kansas City play, even though hey, they gave up. They gave up some points on on both ends, but you know that defense was showing up like I haven't seen it show up all year. Even within the division, wasn't playing like that because the thing was you could score on KC, but they could score a lot. You know they they was able to put up four to five to six touchdowns a game. They could do that. You know, the thing is, you could score it, too. It's just that they knew when to step it up. And they stepped it up. I can't really I can't really say anything negative about the Kansas City squad in general. Nah, I can't. Now, the questions is around uh, Pat Mahomes and his ankle, right? Like, one minute he's on the sideline crying for his teddy bear, and then the next minute, and I said it before it even happened. When he was on the sideline, grimacing and in pain, as he should, I told my wife, I said, man, they about to shoot that nigga ankle up with so much cocaine. And in, in the way, what that means for people that don't understand, they do have a needle on the sideline waiting to be injected into your, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to, you know, numb that pain. You know what I'm saying? You now you gotta go play through that pain. Now, 
it could be a much worse as soon as that whistle blowing that game is over and that cold air hit it and you're not moving around, you're not being as active. Shit, it can be, it, it, it can get real nasty or whatever. But he played on a flat tire. Now, did he play on a patch flat tire? He did. Um, a lot of people are saying that, you know, he, he may have took something of an illegal substance. That story came out like today or a couple of days ago, but who knows? Um, I don't know what to say or, or to make about that. At the end of the day, he hurt his ankle, came back, delivered a great performance. Um, then we get down to the fourth quarter. And I know the Cincinnati Bengals are looking at this game like, what in the entire fuck? And we know what happened in the Cincinnati game where, you know, the linebacker made a bad judgment call on touching the quarterback as he was clearly way out of bounds. Like, he couldn't have been no more out of bounds. You can't gain extra yardage by running out of bounds at all. And his explanation for pushing him was probably one of the dumbest explanations out there. Uh, but shout out to 12 Cal. If he was hurt, he was hurt. But that was probably one of the dumbest explanations for why he did that. Well, we clearly saw the replay, right? And the reason why I bring that up is because no matter what, man, if you give Kansas City a second chance, it's a huge possibility that they're going to take advantage of that. And lo and behold, again, I will say this, and I will say this with so much conviction. In that Cincinnati game, if he doesn't push Pat Mahomes out and they have to end up kicking a field goal, I need to see that kicker make it. Again, just because he can make it from that distance, just because he has made it from that distance, does not mean that he will make it from that distance again. Right? Under that circumstance. So don't give them a chance to beat y'all. Don't give the refs a chance to beat y'all. And this is kind of what happened, although I can't really blame the DB on this one. I can't. I can't. Why? The DB fessed up and owned it. Yeah, dog, I did. It was a slight hold. But guess what? This was happening all game. And he's right. It was happening all game. And as a referee, when you set the tone of the game like that, what do you think they're going to do? You know what I mean? Now, again, it may have been a smarter move. Uh, and uh, but this is where the IQ comes in. It may have been a smarter move for him not to do the hold and honestly get beat. Because if he gets beat, it's potentially it's a touchdown. Now, I'm not the cat that's going to sit up here and say just because he was held, meaning that, you know, that stopped him from actually getting the ball. Nah, nigga. I've seen the, traje the trajectory of that ball and where that ball ended up in the end zone. Juju was not going to get to that rock. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but by, by the law 
of, of gravity, science, whatever the hell, velocity. No, that nigga was not going to get to that rock without being held. Right? Now, but if he does catch that for the touchdown, that's not as bad as what actually happened, which was the penalty to move them up closer, gave them an opportunity to pick up a first down and to score. But you notice that the dude did the score. He was he stopped on a one yard line. And that's what I mean. You know what I mean? You was probably better off getting beat and him attempting to catch that ball for a touchdown rather than holding him to make sure he doesn't catch it. Because guess what? You got to be aware of the time in the game, where you're at on the field, and what that penalty, penalty is going to mean to you. But again, I mean, I can't really... Come on, how many players are actually thinking about that at the moment? Here's the thing. Maybe you should start thinking that way. This is the biggest game of, uh, of the season. Could be the biggest game of your life. Who's to say y'all can always get back there? It's a huge possibility that y'all don't. So you really got it. Your, your IQ has to be on point. I don't care if you're the dumbest nigga on the team at whatever position. For that day, for the Super Bowl, you better, better be fucking Einstein, buddy. Yeah, because guess what? When you do everything right and you do it with effort and you give your all, if you lose, you can hang your hat on that. But if you win, you know why. And so, like, again, I can't knock the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not their fault. They All they did was show up and play. Refs, on the other hand, they lost, they lost a lot of respect. They've been losing a lot of respect over the years. I mean, their main reason why we have instant replay is because of the fuck-ups that they have. I mean, that's just part of the reason. We all know that technology was in place, so we can't get the more accurate calls. Even though it prolongs the game a little bit, it will come out with the best um, outcome. But we've seen these refs look at the replay and still get it fucking wrong. <laughs> and still get it wrong. Now, let's go back to it. Was this the right call? It was. He absolutely held him. It's the right call at the wrong time. Hell, referees will tell you, there's holding. But just about every play, every play, they said. And even if we didn't believe that, let's just say we don't believe that there's holding on every play. The percentage of this being much higher of them holding every other play, oh, it's so far up there. So far up there. So I say that to say this. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. That Super, Super Bowl right there for the longest, you will be known as the refs game. That's just what it is. But that still doesn't stop y'all from getting the ring. That still doesn't stop y'all from getting a championship. Well done. Again, Kansas City ain't got nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? That's between Philly, their fans, and a referee. But just to let you know, the facts are the facts. That was a holding call that got called at the wrong time. That's a fact. And I know it sounds crazy because we're actually saying, well, he made the right call in a game. All right. So if you think that your team has never benefited from, refer uh, from referees before, I get it. You must be a Kansas City fan. You got to be. 
You got to be because you're taking it personal, but we're telling you congratulations anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Kansas City, though. Shout out to them, man. Uh, Super Bowl champs once again. Papa Holmes, two-time. Uh, what, is he a two-time MVP? Is he? I need to know. I need to know if he's a two-time MVP. If he's a two-time MVP, a two-time Super Bowl MVP, yeah, they already declaring him as the best or one of the best, like in the top three uh, quarterbacks of all time. So, you know, there's that. Um, yeah, that's it, man. That's it. I mean, football is officially over, and now is basketball season. For a while, and then they will be having basketball season to themselves until MLB comes back spring. You feel me? But outside of that, man, again, I want to say congratulations to Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, shout out to Brian for breaking the all-time record. Kareem, you still the goat up there to me. You know what I mean? And I mean, shout out to Rob Palenka. I feel like some of these moves could have been made prior to to you know the deadline. Or whatever, but you know, some moves we made. I think it's just a matter of staying healthy, building up whatever chemistry we we can build up within these twenty five games, and see what we got in the playoffs. Overrun with BTG. Hey, man, by the grace of God, I see y'all next week.